I think my baby is so so much better than everybody else's baby. I can't share my baby, but the idea is really to share my baby so I can scale this business. But I keep this, you know, so close to the vest that, and then eventually you just choke it out. What if I told you that a key to personal success is wrapped up in purpose? What if I told you that each and every one of us has leadership potential or have the ability to take their leadership to another level? I'm talking more about the impact and potential to make a difference in the world. With this podcast, Frank will explore the importance of empowering people, the benefits it brings, and how we can lead to a brighter future for us all. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired with an empowered people. An empowered people with Frank Williams. Even though I, the continuum is circular, you know, you just don't want that thing to make too many revelations but that you don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's, you know, keeping me informed as a leader. But it also uh, gives you the opportunity to almost play pretend. Mm-hmm. You, you, the continuum gives you the opportunity to say, this is what I look like when I'm a bigger company or when I scale. Cause the, the big, the, the, the one big thing about the continuum approach is it's scalable. It scales from that sole proprietor to that LLC to that yeah. corporation or, yeah. or whatever. So you don't, the big thing I, I see or one thing I see is sole proprietors aren't even prepared to grow. It, you know, they say that, what, 80% of uh, small businesses fail, but 20% don't. Right. But 20% of them don't. And you got to ask yourself, how is a, a business able to go from a sole proprietorship or a small mom and pop and scale that large? There, there had to be some preparation in there. And even if they didn't know they were doing it, there was some preparation involved in that process that a, a lot of times doesn't happen when you just got it all stuck in your head, you know. Wow. But but I, I really think that, you know, to sum that up is the continuum gives you an opportunity for people to get involved. I, I really think, you know, since I've been utilizing this continuum philosophy, it helped me to find people. It helped me to find people yeah. who had similar interests, Yeah, you know, and I would almost call it, you know, in speaking about it to you, it's almost been a recruitment tool as well. Wow. You know, finding people, yeah. you know, that have similar interests or had similar interests in the bigger picture, but really wanted to do this function on the yeah. continuum. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody that is a sole proprietor doesn't necessarily want to be. They just may have a skill. I, I mean, I can really make good cookies. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to be a business. How does that work? What do you do in a case like that? Get a partner. You know, yeah. you, you get a partner. You know, I own a restaurant. Now you can do my desserts. But if I have a continuum, I know that I can, you know, yeah. ingest that. Yeah. You know, but when, I'm, when I have that sole proprietor mindset, I got to do everything myself yeah. because I can't afford it. But I've seen, you know, areas where I suggested this to uh, a restaurant. It's funny that we talked about a restaurant uh, where the dessert company, uh, that's all they did was dessert. So they came in, sold out of the of, of this mom and pop restaurant and they're almost like on consignment. 
you know, so they sold their cheesecake and everything and the restaurant took a piece. And so you really, in effect, had two businesses running at the same time, but you had, you know, two hands or one hand washing or scratching the back or however you say that, you know, uh, but a lot of times sole proprietors need a partner more so than scaling their business, you know, and, but That's a good point to that, you know, the whole continuum means you gotta, you know, have a sense of humility. You have to be able to say, I'm not really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. there's a real reality that comes that, with that, that philosophy. That is so hard. Yeah. I remember uh, reading, uh, I'm kind of digressing here, but I remember reading uh, Harvard, I think it's Harvard, or can't remember who wrote this article that talks about why smart people are bad leaders or bad business owners. Mm-hmm. Why smart people are bad business owners because they can't say, I can't do it. They don't know how to say, I mean, I, this is not, I suck at this. Mm-hmm. They just try to do everything. And so I, I go ahead, go ahead. No, so, and, and that's why, and you, you'll hear me, you know, speak to, you know, the fact that I, I, you know, I don't consider myself extremely intelligent or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I just consider myself a bit more humble than the average to the point of where. I'm able to identify the things I don't do well, and I'm really able to identify and convey the stuff I really don't like to do. Mm-hmm. Because the stuff I don't like to do, I don't do well either. <laughs> you know, and to to find or find the opportunity to, you know, run into somebody that really likes to do this function or, you know, this particular item, it means I have to lower myself to let that person in to be able to be successful and be able to see that their success is my success. That's, yeah. And and that, but that is leadership. Yeah. You know, and but it's the part of leadership nobody really talks about. Yeah. You know, that's tough. Yeah. because you want to celebrate cutting a ribbon or, you know, a, a great bottom line or a, a great comp against LY. Yeah. But the reality is the celebration is always in the people. If you are leading and you can't celebrate people, you're probably managing. You're probably managing. Uh, and, and that's that's really a big you know point that I try to make to anybody that either says they're leaders or when I consult and talk to leadership is you really have to understand the amount of humility that comes with leadership. Wow. That is so – that's big because I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, in my own, you know, I've always tried to find somebody partner to help me, but there's this other side to me that's kind of like, well, they're gonna slow me down, or you know, they, you know, they're they're not gonna they're gonna want to try to take over, or you know, they're you know, it's not gonna be the same. I just need to do it myself. You know, how how do you how do you get to that? You know, you talk about true leadership gets you to that point. How does that person who's like, you know, they just this is their baby, you know, whatever if you, however you want to look at it. This is their thing. How do you get them to help? Because I've seen a lot of so you know some writers or business owners. This is their baby. And they're growing. And they're doing this thing, but I've seen they're at that point where it's not going to go any further until something changes. Well, that you just answered it. I mean, I when I run into people like that or when I consult, it's the question I ask: Are you growing? Are you moving? And and yeah. what what you'll find is nine out of 10 times you'll find that person saying all the stuff they got, you know, and all, and they're ready, but nothing's actually moving. 
You know, it, wow. you know that person that that has all those things that they, and they're holding on to that baby so tight that the baby don't grow. You know, it, it's it, it's almost like uh, you you use the the baby piece. You know, the whole idea to make a baby go to sleep when you swaddle them is to tie them up tight, <laughs> get them all wrapped up yeah. tight. You know, and then they'll finally go to sleep. Yeah. But that's what some like that's what a lot of dreams are doing. You know, because you're holding it so tight wow. and you don't want to let, let nobody in or let nobody have an opinion or possibly take something and go with it and, and put their spin on it because because it's yours. You know, I, I, I talk about music like that. You know, yeah. I wonder, I, I'm, a, I'm a fake musician too, <laughs> but I always wonder, I'm like, that could have been a hit if I'd have got somebody to help me write that or write the lyrics. Why did I have to write the lyrics too? You know, why could I just wrote the chord structure out and gave it to somebody, yeah, you know, yeah. and maybe it could have been a hit, but Oh, it's really great on my laptop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's how a lot of hopes and dreams are. They're, they're, they're so close to the vest. Yeah. So unshareable, you know, so that, that uncomfortable feeling that we get with that, it's really, ties back in my mind, you know, to humility, because I think my baby is so, so much better than everybody else's baby. I can't share my baby, but the idea is really to share my baby so I can scale this business, but I'll keep this, you know, so close to the vest that, and then eventually you just choke it out and you go get your nine to five and you work it for 20 years and you're miserable. And, oh my God. And, and that's why I kind of talk about, I'm you know, talking, <laughs> but that, but that's why purpose is so. You, you always say to me, take the shot, shoot the shot. Explain that. Help, help, you know, based on what we're talking about here and baby yeah. and let it go. You always take the shot. So everything is risk management to me. Yeah. You know, and when I say kind of, or I push people into making a decision, I always ask them, so if it's the wrong decision, what exactly is going to happen? First, is somebody going to die or is somebody going to get hurt? So I get it. You may have to take a little longer to make a decision or get more information. The other thing I ask people is, if I said X, would it make you change your mind? Like what, what would have to happen to make you make a different decision? And did that happen? If it didn't happen, then what are we waiting for? You know, the idea of the risk management approach is simply saying that I'm going to make the best decision with the information I have in front of me. Yeah. Understanding that if this doesn't work out right, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to have to make some kind of tweak. But as opposed to doing nothing. Yeah is the total opposite of leadership, you know, and to encourage anybody to do nothing is again, you know, the opposite of growing, you know? And, and so I, I would rather see an organization or somebody in a leadership role, make an attempt versus stare at something longer and, uh, had the potential for it not to, you know, be impactful because of time. Mm. You know, I I always see something, you know, I, th I think a leader has to have a sense of urgency. You know, uh, a lazy thinking leader is probably going to be detrimental to the organization. Mm. But, you know, even just that hesitation, 
I think it's a bad look for the people that you're leading if you hesitate. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, yeah, people, I, I think people, you know, expect from a good leader, somebody that will make a call and not hesitate to do it. I got to tell you, you know, that is so true because I think I'm, I'm looking at some of the people that I have led and uh, I, now I realize that I've taught them how to hesitate. You know what I mean? It's like my hesitation has made them has people who hesitate. But now it's like now I'm saying, oh boy, now I gotta now I gotta take the shot. I just gotta do something. I gotta move. You know, hanging around you long enough, it's like okay, I got I gotta start deciding. I gotta start doing something. To come, you know, just move and move. And now I find okay, I, I, it's it's a different world. But now I've created a bunch of hesitators. <laughs> So it's like now I gotta so help me understand. So once I start making that transformation, and now I've got a bunch of hesitators here, how, how do I how do I lead those people? Well, I think it's being transparent. You know, leadership has you know a baked in amount of transparency that will find you out. You know, at some point, and so if you've created a situation that may be not conducive to where you're trying to go, I think you got to start off at that point, you know, and say that, you know, and be open about it and, you know, open to the why. But, you know, the the other part of it is, I think there's a big difference between hesitation and, you know, surety. And what I mean by that is there, there has to be a sense of honesty that people have in leadership roles because it's a lonely place. And so like, you know, I think that sometimes you can penalize yourself thinking that you're hesitating when you're only trying to make the right decision. And that's where the continuum comes in because if you have a continuum, you have other things informing you and other other things being able to tell you, even if it's another function, another function can be so telling as to why you need to make a move or why you don't need to make a move. But putting those things out there makes you, I don't want to say less accountable, but it makes you more aware of the things that are going on around you and why hesitating will be detrimental to the organization. Most people I find are, are, hesitate a lot is only because they haven't really seen the negative effects of it. Because, you know, a person that hesitates says, well, I didn't fall off the cliff. Well, you didn't fly either. You know, and and, and that's, that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. If I hesitate to go get in my car and go home because I don't really like driving, well, that's fine. I won't burn any gas, but I'll never get home. You know, yeah. and, and so that's the, the portion that you, you really have to put in front of things and weigh really what that hesitation is costing. You have just listened to an Empowered People podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Catch our next episode soon.